Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. For some America listeners, welcome to my 535th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week was covering the New England Patriots center and team captain, David Andrews, hosting the Strikes for Tykes celebrity bowling event to raise funds for pediatric care and programs that support children at Boston Medical Center. And as was announced at the event last week, Mass Mutual as well. It was a Great affair. It's something I've covered for years. It all started a decade plus ago with Jared Mayo, former linebacker and current assistant coach with the Patriots, uh, with the Mayo Bowl. And it's gone through a couple of iterations, but it's still alive and well. And it's basically the largest event of athletes in all of New England, year in, year out, and it's always just been one of my favorite events, so I was thrilled to be able to go last week. It was at a different venue, still at King's Bowling Alley. It's a bowling event, obviously, and uh, it used to be uh, out in the suburbs at King's, but last week it was at the trendy Seaport District of Boston, again, at King's Bowling Alley, and it was fabulous, complete with red carpet. Uh, attendees included fellow offensive linemen of David Andrews, uh, including Cole Strange, Trent Brown, and many others. And in addition to offensive linemen there, there was uh, Matt Judon, Hunter Henry, Bailey Zappi, Joe Cardona, Ty Montgomery, and as a real bonus, retired Patriot all-timer Devin McCourty, uh, now seen on NBC Sunday night games in the pregame and whatnot, and and he hosted the event recently as well uh, in former years, and So it was just really quite the gala event, packed as it always is, and just a high-energy event uh, where all the lanes are filled and places just uh, teeming with excitement. And the format is that each Patriot is teamed up with uh, various non-Patriot teams and the Bowling event is held and goes on for a few hours. And again, the red carpet uh, was uh, terrific stuff with all the players stopping, commenting, covered uh, by the Boston area media big time as well. And just again, one of my, if not my favorite ever event, I've probably covered it uh, 10 or so of the past dozen or so years and uh just something i always looking forward look forward to 
And this year was uh, certainly even up a level with the downtown Boston uh, energy uh, prevalent, to say the least. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, it was the day after the Patriots had pulled the major upset of the Bills game I attended last week at Gillette Stadium. Uh, So the energy was really, really high. The Patriots really needed that victory. And uh, and they got it in a massive upset and uh, certainly carried over into uh, the Strikes for Tykes event on Monday evening. Uh, everybody was in a good mood, fans and players alike, as you would expect. And uh, so it just couldn't have come at a better time and just really terrific. Unfortunately, the wind did not carry over into Miami yesterday, which leads into my low light of the week, which was the Patriots losing to the Dolphins yesterday. And uh, there was an unfortunate pick six by Mac Jones. Uh, The Patriots started off well with a touchdown uh, pass to Kendrick Bourne. Uh, But then the Dolphins pretty much took it over from there. The Dolphins, uh, so they beat the Patriots twice this season. We all know about their record offense and what they've been doing. Uh, but yesterday, uh, they added a little uh, little defense, especially in the person of Jalen Ramsey coming off the IR. Uh, he had an interception. The interception I mentioned, he had uh, fumble recovery, and he, we all know he's a big name. Uh, and great player, and uh, it just suddenly dawned on everybody that, oh, yeah, he's on the Dolphins now. Uh, You know, marquee defensive player. uh, Now to go with that uh, record-setting offense that the Dolphins are putting on the field these days under Coach Mike McDaniels with Tua leading the charge, and, uh, and of course, Tyreek Hill, among many others, Jalen Waddell, and they really look uh, practically unstoppable. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, something to watch. Fun team to watch, say the least. The Patriots, again, uh, you know, weren't able to carry the momentum over from the big Buffalo victory that I referenced. Uh, but... We'll see how it goes from here. Uh, it seems like, you know, the Patriots have stabilized just a bit despite yesterday's loss. Uh, you know, that Buffalo win kind of got them just back on the right track and ended their early season swoon. And uh, now they have to just move forward from here. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Other NFL games of note were Jets-Giants. Uh, <clears throat> Giants just blew it. And the Jets hung in there. Uh, Giants had a field goal that would have put the game away, didn't make it. And the Jets uh, and Zach Wilson, to his credit, quarterback, moved him right down the field with, uh, I believe, no timeouts in uh, under a minute to put them in position <clears throat> uh, to tie the game, send it over into overtime where they won. And just a uh, huge, huge victory for the Jets, who, speaking of stabilizing, they have stabilized since, uh, you know, since the loss of Aaron Rodgers with the uh, torn Achilles. And speaking of torn Achilles, unfortunately, Kirk Cousins uh, tore his Achilles yesterday, Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Um, So that's not good. And, uh, and, you know, the Vikings had lost their first couple games this year and then they, uh, were getting back on the right track, but Kirk Cousins, who really, uh, was putting his early season woes behind him and really onto having a good year. And if anybody saw that Netflix documentary on quarterbacks, he was one of the ones featured along with Mahomes and Marcus Mariota. Just a really likable guy. So really feel bad for him because he was really 
uh, putting it together, as were the Vikings, to uh, come storming back from uh, losing what I believe was their first couple of games, maybe three games. And they were just getting it right, and then this happens. Uh, Bengals, speaking of getting it right and bouncing back from early season issues, uh, the Bengals went out to San Francisco and beat the Niners, who were, looked unbeatable a few weeks ago, but now suddenly have lost, I believe, three in a row. And uh, so, uh, but it was all about the Bengals yesterday, and Joe Burrow is back to being Joe Burrow after early season, uh, good dating back to preseason injuries, what have you. And uh, so, yeah, um, Bengals. Back in the hunt. What else can you say? And uh, a team to be reckoned with, as they have been the last few years. And uh, Will Levis, former Penn State backup quarterback to Sean Clifford, drafted by the Tennessee Titans, played yesterday, had a huge game, four touchdowns. Uh, he's a big guy, good runner, as we all remember. That's kind of was his role in, uh, with Penn State coming off the bench when they needed uh, – a quarterback, a mobile quarterback to really, uh, you know, really bring a little added dazzle to the Penn State offense. And uh, then he went on to Kentucky, did well there. And uh, so quite the NFL debut as a starter for Will Levis yesterday, to say the least. And good for him. Um, it was nice to see. Been a fan. Finally, my bizarre story of the week was World Series Game 1, where... Adalis Garcia of the Texas Rangers continues to just do his best imitation of David Ortiz, Big Poppy, with the postseason for the ages. It's just simply incredible. Uh, great game one. Corey Seager tied the game, sent it into extras with a, just a mammoth home run. Uh, just when it looked like the Diamondbacks were going to take game one. Uh down in Texas, and they pulled it out. And again, Adolis Garcia is just having a postseason that we haven't seen really since the days of David Ortiz, in my estimation. And uh, being up here in Boston, I, I well know how that legend goes. So they're back in. Uh, uh, they're back in Arizona tonight in Phoenix. So should be a good one. Game three, uh, Diamondbacks uh, won game two easily. But uh, Adolis Garcia, he is just uh, doing amazing things throughout this postseason, setting records left and right. So now let's take our break, and we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, AP and Kelly, as we see it, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts planning for college tune in to getting in a college coach conversation for tips techniques and insider perspectives hosted by bright horizons college coach a team of former admissions and financial aid officers the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic negotiating merit aid and navigating the common app listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them new episodes drop thursdays on the voice of America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com. 
As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment two of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing fine, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And, AP, you had yet another exciting weekend, SEC weekend especially. Uh, you covered the Florida-Georgia game, and, uh, you know, that's quite an event. It's rather legendary, neutral site game, nicknamed the world's largest cocktail party, and... Uh, and Georgia, Florida started off fast with a quick touchdown, but then Georgia really took it from there. And AP, I guess they're surviving the loss of uh, all-world tight end Brock Bowers, right? Yes, they have capable receivers. Uh, uh, Dominic Lovett transferred from Missouri, and Rara, uh, was his last name Thomas, I guess, transferred from Mississippi. State. So they have they have capable players, and of course, Lad McConkey and uh, Oscar Delp is the uh, second tight end. So they're very good players, top level, and the quarterback continues to impress. From my perspective, Carson Beck, nineteen for twenty-eight, three fifteen, two TDs, zero turnovers. That the Georgia doesn't get penalized. John, a couple penalties they had. Florida just had a couple as well. Is a balanced attack, almost 500 yards, 300 passing, nearly 200 yards rushing, put 43 points on the board. So, I mean, Georgia is going to be hard to beat. They, they're not as good probably defensively as they were in the past, but I think the offense is, is uh, tough to stop. I mean, when you could rush for 200 yards and throw for 300 against your border rival, and they're having a, a a surprising season at five and two, Florida, but you just beat them by twenty three points in Jacksonville on a neutral site. I think that's pretty impressive. Very impressive, to say the least. And AP, I think Florida or Georgia has won twenty five games in a row. That's like amazing. That's not not very hard to. I mean, it's not very easy to accomplish. Not at all. Not at all. It's uh, you know the dogs just seem to get more and more impressive with each passing week. Uh, and yeah, and then that is a rivalry game. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen in a rivalry game, uh, especially this particular rivalry game, given it's, uh, you know, neutral site location and, you know, just legendary. Uh, now, what were your impressions of Jacksonville and the overall scene? Because again, it is fairly legendary to say the least. 
Yes, an NFL stadium, the Jacksonville Jaguars play their home games there. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, the access wasn't as normal where we could come on the field before the game and after the game. So that was a little bit restrictive and um, it was different because uh, all the SEC games on their campuses were allowed to be on the field before the game to, to soak in the atmosphere, catch people on the sideline that, that may be interesting and worthy of having a conversation. And after the game, you, you see the players talking to each other. So we missed out on those things. So that's when one, well, that, was, that was a negative, I, I believe. But covering the game itself, the press box was nice, had good food, and it was a beautiful day. And, and uh, there seemed to be plenty of parking around the stadium, different different lots and things, so that was acceptable. Yeah, it's a massive area, AP. I was down uh, for the Super Bowl uh, week in Jacksonville when the Patriots beat the Eagles in, I believe, 2004, 2005 time frame. And, uh, yeah, I always – you said it perfectly. I always remembered the all the uh, land, shall we say, around the stadium. And uh, – and yeah, and hence, I'm sure that's what leads to it being known as the world's largest cocktail party. And they were, you know, CBS did a great job. Of course, I watched the game. I'm always intrigued by this game. And uh, and yeah, they, uh, you know, they just showed uh, all kinds of tailgating scenes and whatnot. And it just looked exactly as you would expect to look. And Neutral site games are different, but AP, as you well know, whether it's, you know, bowl games, of course, are always neutral site games. And, uh, you know, the famous Texas-Oklahoma game at the Cotton Bowl, neutral site game. Uh, so this falls in that category, but it sounds like it was a great time and good chance for you to, to see Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, John. It's right there. Um on the border of Georgia as well. So we had a lot sure of is. Georgia fans. The game is split 50-50 with the tickets. They had a record crowd, 76,000-plus, uh, since, since they configured that stadium, I think, in 2019. 2019. So Correct. a lot of people at the ball game, and it's beautiful weather because I've watched that game on TV a time or two when it's been pouring rain. Right, exactly. Yes, uh, that can happen in Florida, as we all know. Uh, and that stadium has a swimming pool as well. I don't know if that was getting used. It certainly does during Jaguar games, to say the least. Yeah, I was told that by someone. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to look at it myself personally, but I was advised that it was a swimming pool. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, AP, I'm really glad you got to cover that. And, uh, geez, I, I just have to ask you, I mean, the dogs, it just looks like uh, here they are again, and they're looking squarely at a third straight national championship, which would be basically nothing short of incredible if you think about it. Not an easy thing to do by any means. No, it hasn't happened since I think it's, I don't know, was it 100 years ago, something like that, but I know there have been a number of teams. I know Alabama has tried to do it uh, right. almost did it three times, I think, and then there's, exactly. I think, Nebraska probably tried to do it, and maybe USC, and uh, a number of teams in the last uh, 50 plus years, but they haven't succeeded. Exactly right. It's not an easy thing to do. And uh, yeah, and I watched Georgia win their uh, national championship game a couple years ago uh, at a major establishment in St. Pete, Florida. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, amazing to see, to, uh, you know. Uh, Georgia fans, yeah, a lot of Georgia fans in Florida, trust me. And the way they turned out for that game, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was when they beat Alabama uh, within the past year or two. And uh, so, yeah, it is going to be, I mean, to me, AP, it just jumps right to the top of the list as the, you know, the story now in college football. Like you said, it hasn't been done in like 100 years. So it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out, to put it mildly. So, uh yeah, all eyes on Georgia, no doubt about it. Uh, but what do you think? Think you can do it, uh, knowing that you just saw them in person 48 hours ago? Yeah, yeah, they have a very good team. They have an excellent quarterback and receivers and running backs, and they play good defense. And kicking game is solid. And so they have all the, the three phases that are, uh, I would say, above average. 
very good to excellent, and so they have a great chance of uh, three-peating. Yeah, they certainly do, no doubt about it. And, of course, everybody's waiting with bated breath to see if Brock Bowers will indeed return. Uh, or will, will this, you know, or will his injury prevent him from getting in for the, you know, what appears to be a college football playoff for Georgia, of course. So that's going to be a, a massive storyline as well. And, uh, you know, especially if they get the boost of having him back when the college football playoffs roll around. Um, so yeah, it's AP. It's going to be fun. No doubt about it. Uh, oh, yeah. quite, quite the storyline. Yeah. Major one. Yeah, John, you look at their, their next three games, you know, Missouri, you know, one loss team. They uh, have Ole Miss hosting yep. both of those two teams, and they travel to Knoxville, the 18th, and then Georgia Tech and Atlanta. So there's three SEC games coming up. All those three teams have the potential to beat Georgia because they can throw the football. Yes, they and, do. You know, You're right. We know that anything when the ball's in the air, it's all kind of tips and things happen, and, and uh, they, could, they could lose any of those games. But I would say they'll be the favorite in every game. All the four no games, including Georgia Tech, of course. So in Georgia Tech, we know scores points themselves. Yes, yes. Georgia Tech is not to be taken lightly, and that's going to be that's a rivalry game, just like we were talking about with Florida Georgia. So uh, anything is possible, but it sure is going to be fun uh, to watch. They're playing at Tennessee, you said, AP Neyland Stadium on the 18th of November. Yeah, be wow. Missouri first in Athens, and then Ole Miss in Athens, and then Tennessee in Knoxville. A Tennessee game could be big. Uh, that's going to be fascinating, but anyway, uh, hats off to Georgia for, you know, playing so well against Florida. Glad you got to cover it. Uh, and glad we had a chance to discuss it. And, uh, suddenly we're at our first break together and still have a lot more to get to on the other side with another great college football weekend. Do so after the break. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. It's Bucktober, and the whitetail hunting action is heating up across the country. Joining the revolution this week will be Matt Drury of Drury Outdoors and co-host of Winchester and Drury's Natural Born on Sportsman Channel. He'll talk hunting strategies for big bucks, gear, property, deer cast, the October lull, a rut preview, plus some of his own fall hunting pursuits. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Wish America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. Join the show. The call in number is 1 866 472 5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, co host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, AP and Kelly As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and many other sports as well. Well, AP, we talked Georgia, Florida in the previous segment, uh, which you covered down in Jacksonville, Florida. And sticking with the SEC AP, there was, as usual, other good games, uh, starting with Tennessee, Kentucky. That was a great game, it turns out. Yeah, that's a border rivalry, John. And that was important because both teams were sitting at 5-2 and two and Tennessee coming off the disappointing loss when they were had a double-digit lead to Alabama and Tuscaloosa and and then Kentucky uh, losing by 38 points, 51-13 to 13 to Georgia, and then following that up with a 38-21 to 21 home loss in Lexington to Mizzou, uh, Missouri. So uh, they were trying to get back on the winning track, and uh, there was only one team going to walk away with a victory and end up being the Tennessee Volunteers. They had a balanced attack. Uh, 253 yards rushing, that's a big number in this day and age, and passing yes. 228, 481 total yards. The running backs, uh, you know, Jay uh, Wright was good for 120, and Samson was good for 75, and uh, Kentucky, they just yeah, threw for 372 yards, but it, you know, but the running game was shut down. Davis, you know, Ray Davis, the running back, the transfer from Vanderbilt, so that was shut down, and they're playing at home. They couldn't win. Tennessee had nine penalties, but wasn't enough. Uh, you know, Kentucky's um, you know, that was their what third loss in the conference. So, right. Um, you know, they've they've got uh, Kentucky's got left on the schedule. They've traveled to Starkville this week, and Alabama they host. That's a big game they can win to help their season. You know, be better. Oh, absolutely. And then they have South Carolina and Columbia, which they 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 should win that game. And then you have to play Louisville. Louisville's a hot team in Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Uh, let's not forget a few weeks ago they did a number on Notre Dame down in Louisville. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. so Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky is, uh, you know, their program has, uh, you know, risen year by year over recent years. And they're, uh, they're now a, a firm player in the SEC, a little disappointed with recent uh, results. But uh, And Tennessee, you know, Tennessee is one of those – Teams when they're when they're right AP, it feels like they could beat any team in the country, including potentially Georgia, as you said in the previous segment coming up in Knoxville on uh, November eighteenth, I believe. Yeah, John. So Tennessee. I mean, Joe Milton the third. He has to make the right decisions. His receivers Correct. have to support him by catching the football. But they can run. They've been successful running the football, and that's important because you're keeping these other offenses on the sideline. But um, Tennessee, this could be two steps backwards, John, if they lose to Georgia as well, because you lost to your rival Florida on the road. Yep. You lost to Alabama on the road in Tuscaloosa when you had double-digit lead. And then mm-hmm. you uh, hosting Georgia, that'd be 0-3 three, oh, three against your primary rivals, I'm not including Kentucky, uh, border rival. But that, that could be two steps backwards for this program, really. No doubt about it, AP. Well, it's going to be interesting, but like I said, uh, at, at any moment, uh, you know, Tennessee is a team that, uh, you know, could show up and really give any, any team, including Georgia, all they can handle. And AP, you know, just referencing Kentucky, uh, wanted to get your take on Will Levis, former quarterback at Kentucky after he transferred there from Penn State. Uh, he started yesterday for the Tennessee Titans and had just an epic start to his NFL career with four touchdowns, and he just looked like a you know big time NFL quarterback right out of the gate. Very impressive, and I was very happy for him as well. 
Yeah, Will, four touchdowns and a victory in his first start. How many quarterbacks can make that claim? I'm sure exactly. that's maybe that's some kind of record, near record, probably for a rookie quarterback in their first start. I don't know. But, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, he has the potential to be the, the starter this year or next year uh, for Tennessee, I, I think, I believe. And uh, he has a strong arm, NFL-type body. And if he can get some pass blocking, I think he'll improve uh, with each game and every year. I mean, at Kentucky that last year, sacked over 40 times. I think you you lose some of your effectiveness, either consciously or subconsciously. So if he can get some blocking and have the support from the run game, uh, watch out for Will Levis. Exactly. And he certainly got uh... – He's like an NFL prototype, AP. Let's not forget in his early days at Penn State, his role was to, as the backup quarterback to Sean Clifford, was they'd bring him off the bench uh, when they needed some tough yards, often near the goal line, and he more more often than not delivered. Um, And then, uh, of course, he transferred to Kentucky. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's fearless. Fearless, fearless, and he's big, and uh, has a big arm, he which is. he showed off yesterday. And uh, you, you just never know, AP. Uh, you know how these guys are going to perform in the NFL. You know, uh, I mean, sitting here today, it's kind of hard to believe that he was the backup quarterback at Penn State, and suddenly, you know, a few years later, after a great career at Kentucky, you know, here he is uh, with this spectacular NFL debut, and. We'll see where it goes from here, but it certainly bears watching. He got a lot of a, he got a lot of people's attention yesterday, to put it mildly. Yeah, I mean, like I say, if if he can, um, if he if he can have some support, like any quarterback in the NFL, he, I think he's a winning quarterback. I, I think he can yep. over time uh, probably improve some of his accuracy and decision making. He, he's as I said, fearless. He's a good leader, I believe, and he's durable. He looks to be, you know, like you said, the prototype of the size. Physically, big, excellent pocket presence, and will throw the ball down the field. He's, I don't think he's interested in these five-yard passes very much. I call some of these. I watch some of these quarterbacks play in the NFL, John. They have, and they're always discussing. He has a strong arm, and they're throwing two-yard passes. I don't. Right. I don't understand. I don't understand. It. I mean, you're not cha- you're you're giving the defense so much credit by saying they can guard all our receivers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It really is. Uh, you know, and I can't help but wonder. And you you would, you're an expert on this, covering Alabama over the years. Uh, you know, we've been here a lot of. Derrick Henry trade talk, but after yesterday's Will Levis debut, I have to wonder like if maybe they're rethinking that and thinking they'll keep Derrick Henry, which who, who could easily become Will Levis's best friend because you know any quarterback, especially yeah. young ones, uh, can use a good running game and doesn't get any better than Derrick Henry. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what could be happening after yesterday's debut where the Titans are just saying, all right, let's just keep Derrick Henry and see where this goes. I think I would. I would give it a chance. I would give it a chance myself. But um, they'll have their reasons, and that's what makes the world go round. Everybody thinks differently. Exactly, yes. And, you you know, NFL trade, trade deadline tomorrow, I believe, and, you know, it really gets a lot more play these these years. There seem to be a lot more trades than there used to be in recent years in the NFL, and a lot of big names right. are being thrown around. So uh, yeah. a lot of people are watching it very closely over the next, uh, you know, uh, through tomorrow and see what, if any, big names are going to get moved. And, and Derrick Henry is one of the biggest names that has been bandied about. So should be fun to watch, AP, no doubt about it. Oh, yes, yeah, AP. It's always puzzling some of the moves, but those are the decisions they have to live by each team. No doubt about it, AP. Well, great topic, interesting stuff to mix a little college and NFL. Uh, but it is time for our final break, so I know you're sticking around for the final segment uh, where we still have a lot more to get to regarding the college football weekend, so don't go anywhere. 
A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. For some America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify uh, and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And before I get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the World Series tonight in Arizona, moving from Texas to Arizona. Where the Rangers take on the Diamondbacks in Game 3, tied up at 1-1. And AP, this is the funnest time of year, I believe, here in October. We have, obviously, a World Series game tonight. College football in full swing, NFL in full swing, and NBA and uh, NHL also going. So there's just stuff every night, AP. It's awesome. Yeah, this is the time of the year, October, football, baseball, basketball, and um, it's all merged together in this particular month. It's a lot of fun. It's one of the better sports months uh, of the year, actually. Yeah, to me, October and then April, uh, where you have, uh, you know, NBA, NHL playoffs, uh, end-of-season playoffs, then you have, of course... uh, Baseball getting underway, NFL draft. So it, it, to me, April and October are the best, but I, I tend four, to like yep, October. Final four, yep. final four, exactly. There you go. So great time of year. And uh, AP, uh, sticking with college football as we love to do. The big result of the weekend, clearly, the one that shook up the, big, uh, the top ten, of course, was Kansas, as in basketball Kansas, the Jayhawks, um, rock chalk and all that. Uh, they pulled one of the biggest upsets and one of the biggest victories in the history of the Kansas program by beating previously undefeated Oklahoma in what was a great game, uh, and knocking 
you know, t- taking the Sooners from the ranks of the undefeated and potentially the college football playoff. So that, that was a shocker. Uh, although people expected it to be a good game. I don't know that anybody expected Kansas to beat Oklahoma. No, especially with your second-string quarterback. And Oklahoma's in a position to win this Big 12, uh, to be in the championship game at, at a minimum. By you know, They beat Texas in the neutral side game, Red River shootout. And then you're playing a second string quarterback, and what happens? You you blow, you know, you you lose the game, and uh, it just makes it more difficult for them to you know, be in that championship game. But hey, John, those things happen, and that's why you Absolutely. play the ball game. And you know, Kansas is sitting there at six and two. <clears throat> you know, they they're a team that John, believe it or not. Uh, they had lost and given up 40 points to Texas and lost by 26 in Austin, 40 to 14. And then they lost at Oklahoma state 39 to 32. And here it is. They, they hold Oklahoma to 33, uh, which is uh, below the point total for Texas and Oklahoma state. And now they have left on their schedule at Iowa State, is playing pretty well. Texas Tech at home, Kansas State at home, at Cincinnati, who's not playing well. So they're going to have a nice season. Looks, you know, they could they could win, let's say maybe three out of these next um, four games and uh, have themselves in a nine-win season before the bowl game. Exactly. And it's great. It's great to see Kansas, fabulous basketball school, as we all know, uh, you know, become more increasingly more relevant in football and because, uh, you know, they have the resources. There's no doubt about it. And uh, again, signature victory for that program, no doubt about it. And AP, another signature victory was Oregon just dominating what we all know is the high quality Utah team. And, uh, and Bo Nix just looked amazing, actually. Uh, so Oregon, they're, they're definitely uh, a team to be contended with as well. They, of course, lost a couple weeks ago to Washington, who, by the way, had their hands full with Stanford uh, in their win the, over, the, uh, over Stanford the other night. Um, but anyway, AP, Oregon, they're, they're really they're looking like the Oregon that we were used to seeing for so many years. Uh, dropped off a little bit, but now they're back on top of their game with speed, speed, speed. Three out of their next four at home, California, USC, at Arizona State, and Oregon State at home. So, yeah, they could they could win all four of those and have the one loss. And, John, they would be in a position to, to be in that title game. They could be. Possibly, because, because Washington... Um, right now, Washington is the leader, you know, eight wins right now. And their next four games coming up, um, you have, uh, it would be for, for them would be, uh, you at you at USA for Washington, Utah at Oregon state, Washington state, you know, those are four teams that will give them trouble, but they no can win all four it. of those. And then, and, but, but that could be another rematch, right? Of the Washington and Oregon team in the title which would be a great game. It was one of the signature college games of this entire season. Great game. Yeah. And uh, I, I think everybody b- would definitely be signing up for uh, seeing those two teams play again. And, uh, yeah, w- ever since Washington beat Oregon, the last two games they've had to hang on against, I believe it was uh, Arizona State and then Stanford. Yeah. And, uh, y- y- you know, so they're they're looking to get themselves right again, shall we say. Yeah, you're right. Fifteen to seven, Oregon, or I mean Arizona State. Fifteen to seven. That was a, that was the final. Correct. And then they had forty-two the next week against Stanford, but Stanford scored thirty-three points on them. That championship game, John, is that in Las Vegas or is that at the home team of the leader? I am not I, sure I off was, the top of my head. I thought head. it was in Las Vegas. I feel like it's in I, Vegas I it too. In Las... I'm pretty sure the the, the Pac-12 was. championship game. I'm pretty sure will be out there. Um, and speaking of, you know, near upsets, Penn State had their hands full uh, with Indiana in Beaver Stadium, to say the least. I mean, Indiana played great 
And, uh, right. you know, but Penn State survived following their <clears throat> disappointing loss to Ohio State. And Ohio State took care of business out of Wisconsin. So, AP, it's Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, Michigan, of course, uh, looking great, and uh, but surrounded by controversy, as we know, on the whole scouting thing. And uh, But it's lining up again, as it seems to most years, with Ohio State-Michigan game going to be uh, a good one of the signature games of the year, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. John, I, I noticed that Penn State now will travel to Maryland, who they were upset this weekend, correct? I forgot the team who upset them. And then Penn State right. will be hosting Michigan on the 11th of November. But Maryland, 5-3 uh, and three right now, and they were beating us last week by Northwestern, at Northwestern. I, I didn't expect that, John, did you? No, definitely not. No, no doubt about it. Um, I did not expect that. No, no. Well, AP, you know, from the Penn State point of view, um, everybody's just hoping that, you know, basically Penn State can beat Michigan, Michigan can beat Ohio State, and see where that leaves Penn State, uh, you know, at the end of the season. But Yeah, I wonder what happens there, John. Exactly. I mean, at the, the higher end of the ranked AP, team, what happens? Yeah, I mean, we're talking, obviously, hopes slim from the Penn State point of view, I would say. But it's all how how it's all going to pan out as far as the Big Ten championship game, who will go to the Big Ten championship of those three teams if, you know, if Penn State beats Michigan, Michigan beats Ohio State, who's going to go to the Big Ten championship game? And assuming who whatever one of the three goes to the championship game will go to the college football playoff. That's how it's if they, if they win the championship game, obviously. So going to be fun. Right, AP. Yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah. You have to have Penn state um, surge and beat Michigan and then Michigan would have mm-hmm. to beat Ohio state. So you'd have That's all it. those three teams with the one loss. I, I, I'm not sure of the tiebreaker. I, I have no idea. I have not read that. Do I. I think it's too um, early to even determine. Yeah. There's too many yeah. other, you know, balls yeah, in the air. Right now, yeah. yeah, to say the least. Um, well, AP, uh, hard to believe we're at the end of the show already. It's, uh, you know, great show as always. Uh, great perspective from you on covering the Georgia-Florida game. Uh, first college football rankings from the committee are coming out, uh, I believe, this week. And, uh, and then we'll really get a handle on who's where, but I want to thank you as always for calling AP. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks again, AP. We always appreciate your expertise. And as always, thank you all for listening to all around sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.